The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of the Reinvent You podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. I want to share something with you all really quickly because this is actually leading up to what I'm going to talk about on today's episode. I actually had a conversation with someone and this person was married for 25 years. They were married for 25 years and she told me something about when it came to her marriage that I thought was that that really made me say, okay, I got to talk about this on the podcast. She said she realized that her husband never really wanted to be married. Okay. And, and that's really deep, right? Because there's so much to wonder in that because here we're talking about a 25 year marriage. And as this person was peeling back layers, doing some of their work, they looked at the probably the relationship in its entirety and came up to that realization that this person never really wanted to be married. Right. And so you wonder, you you wonder like, well, why would he marry her then? Okay. Like if he really didn't want to be there, why would he marry her or better yet? Why would she marry him? Okay. Because these are questions that sometimes we just don't ask ourselves, but these are the type of questions that brings a level of clarity. Okay, because when I think about being in something for over two decades, because, you know, this lady said 25 years, there's a lot of investing that took place. Okay, we're talking about mental investing, emotional investing, financial investing, physical investing. And over time, that's just compounded. Okay, that's compounded time that's been invested. And when you've been with someone that didn't really want to be with you, you start to wonder what that energy was like on a daily basis, okay? Because here's the truth. A person will show you that they don't want you more than they will tell you, okay? So what does that indicate? It indicates that a person's patterns will always tell you the truth. And one of the questions that I asked, because I had to ask this person, it wasn't out of um, disrespect, but it was just through conversation, I asked this person, I said, well, why did you stay? Why did you marry someone who you knew didn't really want the same thing? And her response was, I thought my love would be enough. I was like, hmm, wow, okay. And from the outside looking in, most will verbally say, well, that's crazy. And and why would somebody do that? But what I've come to understand is quite a few people do this. They, they believe that they can love someone enough to be loved back. They believe that if they love them enough, then the other person would be the person that they want them to be. 
They believe that because I work hard in everything I do, then if I work hard in this relationship, even though this person doesn't want me, eventually they will see the hard work I put in. Therefore, in return, show me love. And when you operate from this side of believing that your love would be enough, it leaves you empty, broken, bitter, seeking revenge, resentful, and even regretful. And what I wanted to do today I wanted to propose to you three questions that you need to ask yourself when you believe that your love would have been enough. Okay, that's what I want to do. So the first question I want to propose to you is, was your life better with this person in it? That's the first question I want to propose to you. Was your life better with this person in it? And when I say better, I'm talking about was your life healthier Has it improved? Was your life greater? Was it stronger? Was it like one step ahead of of being better? Right. That's that's what I mean. Did it add or did it subtract? And I want you to take an honest inventory over the daily energy that was distributed between both parties in the relationship, because I'm going to tell you something. Energy never lies, but your mind will. Okay. and when you get clear on the energy It helps you see whether or not if your life was better with this person in it, because our minds can tell us something that really isn't accurate. But the energy that you all create when you are in each other's presence will always tell you how fruitful this relationship is. Okay, because when we're talking about energy, energy helps you identify patterns. Were you all complimentary to one another? Were you both additions to one another? So in other words, did both people add value? Were both needs intentionally being met? Were both people supportive of one another in ways that were needed to help one another be better? Okay, energy helps you determine whether your partner was an asset to your life or more so of a hindrance. Right. So like, did they hold did they hold you back unknowingly? Because when energy isn't reciprocated on any level, someone is always pulling more energy. And the more energy you have to pull, the more one sided the relationship becomes. And the more one sided it becomes, the more you become empty. And so now you're withdrawing more resources. And over time, the weight of doing that weighs you down. Okay, energy helps you identify your mental and emotional state, because when you're in dynamics of always operating on proving your love, because when this person says, I thought my love would be enough, you're operating in a space of trying to prove yourself now. So when you're always in that dynamic, you start to question yourself over time because you're not receiving the response that you thought will come. You start to wonder if you're enough. You begin to second guess yourself. You start to think you're the problem because you're doing everything in your power and it's still not working. You start to alter your th- your authenticity because you want them to love you so bad that you're willing to compromise who you are just to have their approval. Okay. You also start to compromise your heart space. Okay. You start to compromise that heart space because when you entertain relationships that you attempt to keep proving your love, then over time, your heart can easily become hurt and hardened and compromising to your well-being because we often think like riding it out to the end is honorable because we didn't give up. However, in return, what did you really give up, though? What was sacrificed within you? by staying this long or by staying in a relationship where you have to always prove yourself. What was sacrifice? Peace, your joy, having your emotions become so scattered 
that they don't even seem manageable, the self-love, the self-care of you, the self-confidence of you, because these are the things that start to get sacrificed when you operate from a space of always trying to prove that your love would be enough. And so I want to ask yourself this question. What was the fruit like in this relationship? What was the fruitfulness of it? And what has been the outcome of your well-being by having this relationship in your life? Because sometimes, because here's the thing, we're always operating on believing we got to prove ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, by doing this, did this really birth a fruitful dynamic? Was my life better with this person in it? Did they add or did they subtract? Okay. And so these are the kind of things you have to ask yourself. So that's the first question that I want to propose to you. And and that question is, was your life better with this person in it? Okay. Now that's the first one. The second question that I want to propose to you, um, when, when you thought your love would be enough, the second question is, do you believe you deserve better? That's the second question. The second question is, do you believe you deserve better? There's a saying that says you are who you attract. And I always talk about this a lot. I talk about it in my program. I talk about it in my lives because I really don't like when people say that. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you are who you attract. I really don't. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I had this conversation yesterday with a friend of mine and she was like, you don't think that? I said, absolutely not. And she said, well, why you don't? And I want to explain that to you all today, because an attraction is an interest. That's it. An attraction is a liking for someone. So when you're just interested or you just have a liking for someone, that doesn't mean that's who you are. But I'm going to tell you what I do think. I do think what you entertain is based on a belief that you've developed and cultivated about yourself. Now, when we say entertaining, That's a little bit different from just being attracted to somebody, because when you entertain someone, you're now giving them your attention. You're now giving them your time, your energy and your resources. And when you entertain something based on the belief that you have, you're affirming that narrative about yourself, even if you don't like the results. Okay, because here's the truth. We can only entertain what we think we deserve. Now, I know when I say that there can be some pushback about it because people will disagree that this isn't true. But I want you to think about it. Why would you entertain something that's not in alignment with what you know to be accurate about you? Okay, so I want to talk about me for a moment because I'm a big advocate on being the example. I did this. I did this, which is why I can relate. I thought that if I loved someone enough that they would see my value, even though their patterns didn't display anything differently. Okay. And having that belief caused me to function like this repeatedly. That belief of loving someone enough for me equated to working hard because I equated results with working hard enough. And if the results didn't come, then I wasn't doing enough. Or maybe it's me because I didn't like something not working. It didn't matter what it was. And I equated that with failure. And I didn't like to fail because I thought that everything I touched was supposed to turn into gold. Everything I touched was supposed to work out. And what I had to realize was that working this kind of hard doesn't work well in the relationship department. I thought that I had that level of power 
to believe that my effort would be enough for them to start displaying effort. And because I functioned like this repeatedly, all it did was affirm a narrative that wasn't producing the results that I wanted to see. And that affirmation over time caused me to entertain people who I thought I had to work hard for to prove that I was enough. So what did this conclude for me? This concluded that even though I work hard in everything I do, this doesn't mean that it applies to having someone in my life because nothing you do will be enough if the relationship isn't right. Relationships shouldn't be this kind of hard. That's that's my point. It shouldn't require unhealthy, sacrificial moves. It shouldn't require you to suffocate while someone else breathes. It shouldn't require you to deplete yourself entirely. Okay, so this kind of hard isn't noble. It's actually unhealthy. And even though I claim to not want this, I found myself entertaining only what my belief system was at that time. So when I say at that time, what I'm what I'm implying is that belief systems can be reprogrammed. Okay, in other words, some of us have fixed mindsets that we forget can be developed and cultivated into a growth mindset. And so what I challenge you to do is to look at your patterns because your patterns will always show you what you need to see. And based on those patterns are those indicators of what your current belief system is. Okay. And so I hope that makes sense because sometimes we say we believe we deserve better. And even though that may be something that we want to eventually believe, the question is, Am I operating on me knowing I deserve better or am I operating on an old narrative that tells me that this is all I can get? And so that's the second question that I propose to you. The second question is, do you believe that you deserve better? Okay. now the third question that I want to propose to you that you need to ask yourself when you thought your love would be enough. If you are one of those people that is thinking that your love will be enough, believing that if you work hard enough, it will work. I want to ask you this question. And that question is, what do you need? Okay. That's the question. The question is, what do you need? A lot of times when you think your love would be enough to sustain, you actually forget about your needs unknowingly, therefore compromising the relationship you have with yourself. OK, it's like, you know, something doesn't add up because you're not really blind to really what's going on, but because you're functioning off of a off of a belief system of thinking that your love will be enough, you don't really assess your needs intelligently. So in other words, you always place your needs on the back end and not the forefront, which also results in you not paying close attention to yourself. And this is what happens when you function like this. When you attempt to love someone based on thinking that your love will be enough, you unlove yourself in the process. Okay, you forget who you are because you're so caught up into them seeing your value where you're not even being aware of what you're doing just for them to see it, okay? You're not aware of the sacrifices that you're making. You're not paying attention to your energy. You're, you're tolerating things that never really should be tolerable. But because you thought your love would be enough, what should have been non-negotiable is now the norm. You, you start to become boundaryless 
of your heart. So in other words, you're not guarding it. You're becoming very casual about your heart and not purposeful with it. And over time, you're just on autopilot with it all. And you're not being intentional on seeing what this is doing to you from the inside out. And so getting back to what you need equates to getting back to you. It's, it's about assessing your life, being mindful of your well-being, getting in a place of solitude to really have a meeting with yourself. OK, like you need to really put yourself on your calendar. And ask yourself things like, is this dynamic in alignment with the quality of life that I need in order to live on purpose? Because here's the thing. You have two types of people. You have those people who live casually and then you have those who live with intention. And I can promise you when it comes to relationships, and this is something that I learned with just not with my own personal journey, But just even in the work that I do, relationships are a core component of how we survive in life or thrive in it. And oftentimes, many people want to compartmentalize this area, but you can't, okay? Because it can and it will eventually show up in other areas of your life. From your spiritual life, your mindset, your money, your purpose, your emotional state, your business. It's not it's it impacts all areas. It doesn't just it's not just this one area you can set aside and think that it doesn't impact how I function in these other areas of our life. I mean, it even impacts how you parent. Okay, and so I just want to challenge you all to really look at these relationships that we find ourselves entertaining and we we're always operating from a place of believing that our love will be enough. I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Was your life better with this person in it? Okay. Do you believe that you deserve better? And what do you need? And based upon the things that I broke down with those three questions, I want you to give yourself the gift of truth and ask yourself, is this how I want to continue to function? Because I'm going to tell you something, if you continuously function in this manner, you will always come up short relationally. And when it comes to having relationships in our lives, we do want to have relationships that provide a level of reciprocity and even a level of mutualism. Okay, so please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. My Facebook and Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has truly been influential to you on your journey of healing, I would really appreciate it if you go to iTunes and leave me a brief review about how this podcast has been a help to you. And last but not least, please share this information. We share everything else. And if you know that this podcast can be a blessing to someone, just pass it on. Okay, let them know. Say, hey, you know what? I thought this was really good. And I think you would benefit from this too. So you just share the link and leave it at that. Okay, because this is how we grow. This is how we build. And this is how we thrive. Okay, thank you all again for tuning in this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week. And I will see you next time.